Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Well, I don't want to become a Christian. I mean, that's legalism. Everything is no, no, no. There's no fun. There's no happiness. There's, there's, it's a miserable life. God's going to send you over to Africa. You're going to eat worms forever. And nothing's good. You're going to marry the ugliest woman in the world because it's God's will for you. I mean, I don't want to be a Christian. We laugh about it, but what, what do you hear many people say? Well, you want to go to heaven? Yeah, I want to go to heaven. Well, let's accept the Lord. No, no, no. I'll wait till my deathbed because I'm going to have fun. That thing of Christianity is miserable. There are many ideas out there about heaven. Everyone will go to heaven when they die because a loving God wouldn't send anyone to hell. This isn't true. Everyone has a choice to make. Where will they spend eternity? Heaven or hell? Another lie is the lie of reincarnation, which tells us that everybody is good enough to get to heaven. The Bible tells us that we only die once. Then comes the judgment. Then the last lie is that heaven will be boring, and why would anyone want to go there? The Bible tells us there will be no tears or pain in heaven. That sounds like a very good place. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 for our continuing study entitled, Heaven, The Best is Yet to Come. Here we live by faith. Amen? Got it? Got it? Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, the word. So we, we're going to learn about heaven. But here's something. The minute you get to heaven, we never live by faith again. We live by what? Sight. It's right there. It's real. It's everything. Everything we read about in the scripture. So we don't have need faith anymore. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Now, look what Paul says. Now, remember, Paul's the one writing this. He's the one that went to heaven. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body, dead, and at home with the Lord. Maybe in your old King James, you remember this first. Those of you that were raised with the King James Bible. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Then he says, so we make it our goal to please him, whether we're at home here, in our body, alive, or away from it. So here's what you want to write this morning. This is the truth. When a Christ follower dies, when a Christian dies, their spirit goes immediately to heaven forever. See, there's some people that say this. Well, there's something called soul sleep. And that when you die, your body goes into the ground or it's cremated. Most of us cremate today. And your spirit goes into the ground and your soul. They wait until a later date. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. Paul says, I know this for a fact. Absent from my body, immediately 
present with the Lord. I've been uh, by the side of people, obviously, in, the, in my medical times, and of course, as a pastor. And one second they're there, the next second they're gone. Now, what does that give us? Amazing hope, because instantly they're in heaven. Or instantly they're in hell, separated from God forever. There's no intermediate point. So that Paul is saying, you can be assured that the minute you die, you'll see this later when Jesus speaks to the thief on the cross, the minute you die, your last breath here, your first breath is in heaven. Now, how does that work? That's supernatural. Well, that's what we've been talking about in this whole series. This is the end of the teaching. Living in two worlds, the visible and the invisible. Now, the body there, when, when I've been there and working as a pharmacist, you know, just did CPR on somebody or whatever, just gave them drugs and they, and they didn't make it, or in, in the hospital visiting somebody who was dying, the body is still there, but boom, the spirit's gone. You can't see it. It's invisible. It's gone there with the Lord. Now, it's interesting to me, Satan knows the truth of heaven. How do I know that Satan knows the truth of heaven? Because he was there. He began in heaven. And then when he sinned, God kicked him out of heaven. And yet some of Satan's most common lies are about heaven. I want to give you a few this morning. Understand what this thing called spiritual warfare that we've been doing all these weeks. It's about the truth of God's word and the lies of Satan in every aspect of our life that makes any difference. It's, it's eternal consequences. So let me give you some of them this morning. I think it will help us to understand. And one of them is this. Surveys and surveys and surveys have done all over the world. Here's the basic bottom line that people are confused with. Lots of people believe in hell, but nobody believes they're going there. That, that's common. Now, so here's the latest survey. A recent study in America says for every one person who believes they're going to hell, there's 120 who believe they're going to heaven. Now, the people you know, the lifestyle, what we see in our world today, would you say 120 out of every 121 are going to heaven, only one's going to hell. Would you agree with that? That's ludicrous. That's ludicrous. Well, where do people get this idea? Oh, I believe in a heaven. I believe in a hell. But I'm going to heaven. Nobody's going to hell. Where did they come up with that? Satan. Satan. So can we know if we're going to heaven? Yes, we can. With truth. Now, here's the next one. Look at this. Remember, this is spiritual warfare. It's about people and where they're going to spend eternity. The lie of universalism. In other words, here's what Satan teaches. Lots of people believe this. Everybody eventually goes to heaven. There's no such thing as hell. Everybody goes to heaven. Now, where would they work that? Well, Satan will bring the scripture. God so loved the world. So everybody... God's a good God. He loves everybody. And so, the, no, no. We understand that there's a choice. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. There's a choice. Follow me or don't follow me. Now, one day, Jesus made this very clear. This is a verse that he shared with, starts talking about unbelievers, then believers. Watch it. Matthew 25. And they, the unbelievers will go away when they die to eternal punishment, hell. Now look at the opposite. 
But the righteous, the believers, will go into eternal life. What does Jesus say? Everybody doesn't win. Everybody doesn't go to heaven. That's a lie from Satan. Satan knows it's a lie. Satan and the demons know they're destined to spend eternity in hell, eventually the lake of fire. So Satan wants to get as many people as he can to remain in his kingdom and be miserable with him forever separated from a loving God. So if you're here today and you think, well, I'm going, that's the only direction there is, there's only one location, you're wrong. You've been deceived by the lie of Satan. Here's the next one. When you go to Asia, it's big. It's big. The lie of reincarnation. Eventually, what they say is this, everybody becomes good enough. Hebrews chapter 9, the truth against this lie, Paul says it like this. Just as man is destined to die, everybody say it with me, once, and after that to face the judgment. This false belief thinks that the individual soul survives at death and then is reincarnated into another body, into an animal, whatever. Eventually that person becomes enlightened enough, Buddhism, and absorbed into the divine all. But the Bible says, no, 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 no. Once the truth is here, man is destined to die one time. There's no coming back again. After that, the judgment. Here's what you need to understand. He said, well, Pastor Mark, like that isn't important to me. Oh, it's very important. There's no purgatory. There's no intermediate ground. The moment you die, if you're a believer, heaven. If you're not a believer, hell forever. No second chances, no do-overs, nothing. Say, well, Pastor Mark, that isn't fair. Well, of course it's fair. You have the opportunity today. You make the choice. That's why we're in a church. That's why we teach the Word of God. So there's no place where you can get better. How many know it would take eternity to get good enough to get to heaven and you still never make it? Exactly. That guy sitting there with the, do I look fat? He'll never solve that problem. All right, now. There's all kinds of other ones. I don't have time to go there this morning. I just wanted to give you an idea. It's it's warfare about heaven. You know what the biggest one is? Good people go to heaven. Biggest lie from Satan. And you'll hear me say at all my services, every time I teach, only forgiven people go to heaven. It's a lie from Satan. Now, there is another lie that's pretty subtle. And you would never think about it as a lie. Write it down this morning in our campuses. The lie of a boring heaven. Who wants to go there? You know, that lie doesn't start just about heaven. You hear lots of people say this today. Well, I don't want to become a Christian. I mean, that's legalism. Everything is no, no, no. There's no fun. There's no happiness. There's, there's, it's a miserable life. God's going to send you over to Africa. You're going to eat worms forever. And nothing's good. You're going to marry the ugliest woman in the world because it's God's will for you. I mean, I don't want to be a Christian. We laugh about it, but what, what do you hear many people say? Well, you want to go to heaven? Yeah, I want to go to heaven. Well, let's accept the Lord. No, no, no. I'll wait till my deathbed because I'm going to have fun. That thing of Christianity is miserable. I want to say to you this morning, you've been lied to. The only life that's full of abundance and joy and purpose and meaning is serving Jesus Christ. The minute 
The minute your sins are forgiven, you get a new start. You can't find that anywhere else. Miami Dolphins will never find that ever in hell. All right, now let's move on. Bring your mind back here again. Okay. But Satan doesn't just stop there. On Facebook, Twitter, strategy, he says, heaven is going to be boring. Why would you want to go there? They're going to sit on clouds for billions of years with a harp that you don't know how to play. And in the background is Balmer's sermons. Oh, God, help us. Is this hell or is this heaven? Why'd you laugh about that last part? And you're going to see that heaven is not boring. It's incredible. Satan lies because he was there once. He knows what it's really like. Well, what truth can we know about heaven that counteracts the lies of Satan? Now, even though the Bible says we see through a glass darkly, what that simply means is, Sometimes we don't understand God's ways because, of course, we're not God. We don't understand his timing. But we can understand a lot of things. And Jesus and Paul and John the Apostle in the book of Revelation illuminate truths about heaven. Here's one. Paul, remember, Paul was there. Watch what Paul says, Philippians. For to me, he's talking about right here today, living means living for Christ. In other words, he says, I love life here. Uh, It's full of purpose and meaning. I love being challenged. I love serving God here. But notice what he says. But dying is even better. All weekend, we're going to say these words. The best is yet to come. Say it with me this morning. The, The best is yet to come. What Paul is saying is, I visited heaven And actually, I love it here, but I tell you what, heaven's better. Then he goes on. But if I live, in other words, if God wants me here, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. He said, I'm torn between two desires. I long to go to this boring place called heaven. No, I long to go and be with Christ, which would be Far, say it with me, far better for me. The best is yet to come. That's what Paul says. I love it here, but eventually, I want to tell you, I've been there. The only one, the only human that we know ever that was there. Paul says, it's the place. I've experienced paradise. I want to go there. I want to go home. Now, one day, Jesus was hanging on the cross, and Jesus used a term that gives us a picture that we're not used to. There was two thieves there. And one of those thieves at one point turned to Jesus and he said this to him, you must be the Messiah. You must be the Christ. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And that one heard some words from Jesus Here's what this, both of these guys probably had murdered people, killed people. We don't know what all their crimes were. And Jesus said to him, you've done enough good works because today you're going to be with me in paradise. Now, did he do any good works? No, he's on the cross because he did what? Bad works. Did he have any chance to do good works? No, he's dying. 
So how did he get to heaven? He said, remember me. You're the Savior. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. He didn't have a doctrine degree. He knew he was next to the Messiah. And he said, remember me when you get into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say to him? I'll think about it. (laughs) Now, this is important for you. Absent from the body. Tell me. So when you have a loved one die and they're a Christian, where are they instantly later? In heaven. So what did Jesus say to this thief? Today, you'll be with me. Where? And paradise is the same as heaven. How did he get there? Not by good works. He was forgiven. In fact, he was forgiven because Jesus was dying for his sins right next to him. Paradise. Look at the definition of paradise. It's interesting. Boring place, hmm? Mm-hmm. Paradise, a garden like the Garden of Eden, perfection. A, a place of future happiness, the sum total of blessedness. So you can write this this morning. It is not a boring place. Heaven is a perfect place, paradise. It'll be a lot of things, beautiful, gorgeous, magnificent, marvelous, amazing, fantastic, surprising, radiant. It is not boring. There'll be too much to explore. God is preparing us a place in paradise beyond my, your expectations. How many of you have a bucket list here in, in your life right now? Before you die, there's some things you want to do. Let me see. Rest of your boring life, aren't you? It is boring for you. What's wrong with you? I mean, at least try, in the next 10 days, try a restaurant that you've never tried. I mean, go way out, way out in the snow. Oh, wow. We, we're, you could be boring people. Get with it. What kind of people am I talking to out here? Okay, bucket list. There's lots of places we'd like to go. Come on now. And you'd like to see. I mean, you'd like to be paradise. What do you think of a paradise? Hawaii, Tahiti. Some of you think of Mims. Lord, help you. <laughs> that is not paradise. By the way, here, here's what I was thinking about. In heaven, there will be no bucket list. Because you know how long that bucket list would be? From the moon back to here. Because there's going to be so many things to explore in a world that we have never even imagined and can't at the moment. So it's going to be absolutely fantastic. A place of continuous activity forever. Would you just repeat it with me this morning? Let's say it like you're dying in the next two seconds and that's where you're going. Let's just try. The... Best is yet to come. Take me, take me, take me, take me, take me. That's exactly right. See, that's where you're going to be. You're not going to be here to hold on to my foot. I don't want to go. You want to be there. Paul said, I I love it here, but man, this is the place I want to be. Now, Dio Moody said this. One of the greatest evangelists of all time. Soon you'll read in the newspaper that I'm dead. Don't believe it for a moment. I'll be more alive than ever before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, turn with me to the book of Revelation. I told you, Genesis to Revelation. Last book of the Bible, Revelation 21. Scoot on down to verse 3. I want you to write this after you get there. Heaven is a place where our God is. Where our God is. Now look what John writes for us. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. That is the purpose of God. God's purpose is to have you live with him forever. And this is 
This is our purpose. And they will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. My purpose is to be with God forever. Now, I want you to look at me because you need to understand where we're going here. The attraction of heaven is not just the place. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. But the attraction from heaven is that God is going to be with us forever. The one who saved you, Jesus, is going to be there. The one who inhabits you right now, the Holy Spirit, is going to be there. And I want us to read these three statements this morning with humility and thankfulness. The reason we are in heaven, God. You're not going to be in heaven because of you. You're not going to be in heaven because of a church. You're not going to be in heaven because of me. The only reason you're going to be in heaven is God. Next, let's read it. The reason we are forgiven, God. It's not you. It's nothing you did. It's what God did for you. He forgave you. And the last one. The reason we have today eternal life, God. When you read those three, something should come to your mind. It's all about God. It's not about me. Don't think, people say this all the time. When I get to heaven, I got this whole list of things I'm going to ask God. First off, fool, when we get to heaven and realize we made it, we're going to fall on our knees. And you're not going to be looking at somebody, well, what kind of crown do I get? You're going to go, God, you're amazing. I don't understand how I got here, but thank you forever. He hates pride. We are never to be the one worshipped. We worship a God today. Amen? And he is awesome. He is awesome. Now, that's good. He loves it. Next thing I want you to write is this. Heaven is a happy, joyful, safe place. Psalm 16 says this. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forever. Forever. Look at Revelation 21. You're right there. Look at verse 4. When we get there, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. You see, heaven is a place... There'll be no more bad memories. Those are erased. There's no more regrets from our mind. We will never be scarred, robbed, beaten, raped, violated. Heaven is going to be a safe place because there's no sin, no security guards. Satan will continue to deceive us with lies about God. He will lie to us about eternal life as well. But Scripture is clear. Matthew 25 tells us that some will go into eternal punishment and some will go into eternal life. Satan tries to tell people that if you're a good person, you will go to heaven. Then Satan tries to tell us that heaven is boring. Heaven will be incredible. Jesus tells us that it's paradise. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. Today's message title is Heaven. The best is yet to come. Or simply remember today's date. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we continue to learn more about this place called heaven. It's a happy, safe place for all Christ followers. Scripture tells us that there will be no more tears, no death, suffering, or pain. We will receive new bodies and be reunited with loved ones. Heaven is a place where we will be at complete peace. Sounds like a wonderful place, right? Well, we've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from our series entitled Living in Two Worlds, Visible and Invisible. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for this